Um, thank you, Cynthia. We're just going to have to let you preach more. Need to go out of town again. <laughs> um, you guys good? You guys all right? All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a passage, really short, short one. Many of you have probably heard it. It's in Proverbs 29. If you want to go there, don't don't show it yet. Okay, Dave. All right. So I cue you. Yes, yeah, a surprise. Um. I want to I want to speak uh, a little bit tonight just about uh, where we are as a church and um, and uh, some things I've been processing with the Lord on a personal level, but also um, related to this community. And I think there are multiple applications in that way for some of this word. Um, so there's individual application for your life, I believe. Um, but I believe there's also a corporate application for us as it relates to the life church, uh, the light church, and what God is doing in our midst. And um, I'll say this: I I, I had a um, somewhat challenging conversation this week. Um, and when I say that, it doesn't mean it was a bad conversation. Um, sometimes the hard conversations are, are the best ones because they need to be had. And I, I felt that way about this conversation. And um, I was just talking with Maria, and and um, it was good because she was uh, she began vocalizing some things that she had been feeling, I think, for a while in regards to um, our church and just some thoughts about or questions about where are we headed and what is God doing and and um, and um, why aren't we growing more and where where are all the new faces and where are the baptisms and uh, where are the salvations really good questions questions that we should be asking um, as it relates to what it even means to be a healthy church and um, and so she's kind of um, sharing some of this, and I'm, I'm trying my best to listen. Uh, not always easy for me, but I felt like there was actually a grace on the conversation to <laughs> to be able to do that, which is not not my um, first inclination. And I, I don't know about, about you guys. Maybe some of you have had similar questions, similar concerns, similar um, just um, thoughts that have been going through your head and, and – um, and uh, I want I want to speak a little bit into that tonight. And the the odd thing is I, um, as it was in that conversation with her, I don't I don't have something that I can say. Um, I, I don't know. It's weird. I I don't have something yet that that I can latch onto to say this is what we're doing and it's going to be awesome. Um, but what I do have is. Um, 
in some ways I think is 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 better than that, and so I'm going to try to articulate that for you, and um, we'll go from there. I shared a few weeks ago that um, for me personally, I had been wrestling for a while this year with motivation, and and um, particularly as it related to my role as your pastor and my role as helping um, lead this church and and, and, and follow Jesus and where he wants to take it, and um, and really just struggling with divided attention with other things, running a business, and often getting distracted by shiny objects, um, and uh, I, you guys, I know you don't have that problem, but I, I do sometimes, not cars, that's not what I'm talking about, shiny objects, just new things that come in front of you, and you're like, ooh, ooh, that's new, that's exciting, I'm going to go see what, what, what's happening over here. And uh, next thing you know, you're like, where am I? <laughs> what am I doing? What's going on? And um, anyway, I, I had been asking for motivation. And if you ever prayed that prayer, you ever asked for somebody to pray that for you, I don't think it's a bad thing to pray. But I, I think sometimes, um, in fact, what the Lord was showing me is that Motivation isn't actually oftentimes the root problem. It's something else. And, and in fact, lack of motivation can be the symptom for something deeper, which is the inability to see what, what, is, um, what God is doing in your midst. The inability to see where you fit into that. And the inability to see what you're giving your yes to or what you should be giving your yes to. And I talked about that a few weeks ago um, and so that's kind of where I was, and um, we had a meeting, and I shared some of this, but I'm going to share it again, just the brief version, and, um, you know, a meeting that, without the Spirit of God, would have just been a really boring meeting. Um, it's called our systems meeting, and I'm not going to explain that, but you can just, just the sound of that, I know, it gets you excited, doesn't it? Like, wow, I want to be there. Well, we're not current. we don't have any openings currently, but... Um, if that really gets you pumped, the idea of being a part of a systems meeting, um, talk to me after the service, and we'll put you on the waiting list, all right? So um, the good thing is that God has just been all in this time. Like, um, I'm Cynthia, Rebecca, David, and myself, okay, they know. They're shaking their heads. That's how you know who's been there, a part of that. They've been doing some awesome things to serve this church behind the scenes. But more importantly, God has just been showing up in those times. And um, that particular night, this was like three systems meetings ago, and we've been meeting more regularly because they've been so much fun and so exciting, seriously. Um, and maybe you guys are just thinking you're a pastor, so you like meetings. Um, I don't like meetings that much, all right? Um, and there was something at the end of this meeting that that really hit my heart. And I, I had talked to David earlier that, that day, and I said, David, I need some prayer for motivation because I just I need to get something done for the meeting tonight, and I just can't do it. And uh, he was very loving and helpful, and he prayed with me and encouraged me. So we get to the meeting, and then at the end of that meeting, Cynthia said something that just it just went deep. And she wasn't even trying. Like, you know, uh, sometimes, like, sometimes, you know, you're like, you, you know you have something deep to say, and you're like, 
just wait for it and you share it and you're like, yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? Other times, you don't even know. It's just you're saying something in passing and and God's just on it and, and it's for that person and it just sinks deep. That was what happened for me. And I, I won't even tell you what it was because you're going to think that, that wasn't anything special. But I'm sitting there. I'm standing there. Actually, we're just getting ready to leave. And I'm standing there and I'm just trying to keep my cool. Like, because because I'm like, oh, crap. God, you just you just like did something. <laughs> it was a good oh, crap. All right. I'm just trying to keep my cool. But I'm in the moment. I'm just standing there, but I'm not there anymore. I'm just, I'm already, like, the wheels are spinning in a good way. And and I went home that night, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep because I was stirred. I was stirred. And, and you know, in some ways it was an answer to that prayer of motivation, but it was so much more than that. It was so much more than that because what I realized was the issue wasn't, motivation so much it was something deeper and God was speaking into that deeper place and what he said was really simply something that shook my perspective completely about what he's doing here and what I realized is that over time things have become familiar and things have become normal and things have become what they were and 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 the exciting stuff seemed like it was in the rearview mirror and I felt like God said, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. And I was just like, God, if that's true, then something's got to change in my thinking. Something's got to change in my heart. Something's got to change in my perspective of the future even, if that's true. And I'm grateful for what we have, and I'm grateful for each one of you, and I'm grateful for what God has done and is doing in our midst. So I don't want to diminish any of that by what I'm saying. I want you to hear me. Uh, I, I love what we have. But God is the type of person that will look at what we have and say there's more. That's how he is, and that's what the kingdom is. And oftentimes it's just a matter of if we're going to believe him for that. And are we going to get on board with that? And are we going to say, okay, God, if that's the truth, then I'm going to be a part of it because there's a response that's necessary in that. And I talked about a few weeks ago this idea of leveraging what we have to be a part of what God is wanting to do. And I believe that's still a key word for us in this season on on an individual level and together corporately is this idea that if God is really up to something amazing, which I believe he is, then there's an invitation there. There's a response that's necessary. It's not just we're just sitting back and waiting for him to do his thing. Because the very, by the very design of what the church is, we are the body of Christ and he is the head. And we get to participate in that coming to fruition. Are you with me? That's this amazing thing if we'll respond to it. If we'll say, yes, I want to be a part of it, if we will join him in that and actually allow him to take what we have. And in, in the perspective, in the, in the grand scheme of eternity and a kingdom that is eternal, what we have is very small. You realize that? But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to God. Are you with me? What we have is very small, but at the same time, it's very significant. 
What we have is very small, but it's very significant to God. And if we let him and we'll give him what we have, the little that we have, God will make something amazing out of it. And we've seen that. But it still holds true, and it holds true for the future. So I believe we're in a season where God is saying, will you leverage what you have? Because, in fact, it's, it's valuable to me. It's significant to me. And it, it, it's not much on its own, but if you bring it to me, I will do something with it that's amazing. Will we take him to heart on that message? For me personally, um, since that night, it's been a process of, of realigning some things in my own life to reflect that, God, I believe that to be true. And I've had to get rid of some things because my attention was divided. And I just want to confess that to you guys as your pastor, that there's been a part of me that hasn't been here. And and I'm sorry for that. I really am. And I, I, I know I'm forgiven by you guys and by God. And uh, I'm just thankful that in his grace, he, 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 he just... He renews things. He's been renewing my perspective of, of the place he's put me right here, right now, and what it means. And so I just want you to know I'm, I'm fully on board for what's ahead. And, and I, I feel like God has been speaking not just for me into this. This is amazing, and I'm excited for what God's doing. But there's some other things that are even more important than this that God's been speaking into for me personally, about my family. And so um, this is just one sliver of it, just so you know. Um, but what I, what I want to get at tonight, and I, I hope I'm making sense with this, I want to read this passage in Proverbs, okay? I said I was going to do that, and I promised to, and it might help us. It will definitely help us. Proverbs 29, verse 18. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. I'm going to read this other NIV. I don't know why there are two NIV versions now. Um, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who keeps the law. Slightly different. What does this one say? Who heeds wisdom's instruction. Which one do you like better? Oh, you like that one better? I like this one better, and I'll explain why. That's a little weird, isn't it? You know, Just read through the translation. I like that translation the best. I'm going to go with that one. What? Who said? Oh. Um, you've probably heard this before. There, I, I read through, actually, quite a few translations, and, and they're all over the place. Um, you might have heard it read this way, without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. What, is that, what does that mean? Um, I've heard people say that means that you need to come up with a plan for your life. <laughs> or, you know, maybe a little bit better, you need to develop a plan with God about where you're headed. I was looking into this word, vision, and again, in the NIV, it says where there's no revelation. I think that actually gets a little bit closer to what it's really about. But this word, um, I can't pronounce it in Hebrew, all right? 
I even I even listened to you know you can click on the Hazon, Hazon, something like that. Um, but there's a C on the front, so it's more like Hazon or like that. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I shouldn't have tried. <laughs> but this is what the word means. It says it's mental sight, a dream, revelation, or oracle. Here's another one. Divine vision. Divine vision. Especially a vision from God respecting future events. Divine communication. Can you see a, a fuller picture of that vision? Divine vision. Divine communication. Divine perspective. Central to that, that word, I think, is, is God. It's this idea that God is the one who's breathing and understanding into what's ahead. And, and, and that informs how we respond, right? So where there is no revelation or where there is no divine vision, people cast off restraint. What, is that, what does that mean? It, there's, I looked that one up too, and... This word perish, people perish, that sounds really ominous. That sounds really detrimental. Here it says actually people cast off restraint as, as if to say that people do whatever they want without divine vision. But perhaps it's more along these lines. And it um, in expounding on that word, it says to disregard what is important. So think of it that way for a second. To, without divine vision, people disregard what is important. I don't know about you, but that, that rings true for my life. That without hearing from God, that it's really easy to just overlook what, what is of significance right in front of me sometimes. Or to not see it the way that God sees it, therefore to not respond to it the way that God would have me respond to it because my perspective is skewed. And I feel like um, God is saying for us that I want to breathe some divine perspective into your life. I want to breathe some divine vision into your midst so that you will be able to see what is important and latch on to it and respond to it and go with it. So that your obedience will have meaning. You guys with me? I don't think that word is true for us as a church. And I, I actually think that um, whether you're aware of it or not, this is what God is doing right now. He is doing this. He is beginning to breathe some divine vision for our future as a family. And I want you to know that even though I don't quite know what that looks like and we're, we're only getting little glimpses at the moment, I'm incredibly hopeful for where we're headed. And so I'm having this difficult conversation with Maria and I'm trying to hear her out. And in fact, I said to what she was saying, I said, sweetheart, I want you to know, I feel like everything you're saying is true. I agree with you. That is a good thing to say to your spouse 
I agree with you, especially if what they're saying is true. You know, humbly admit, you're right. So I had no problem saying that. But, you got to be careful about the buts. In this case, I felt like I needed to say something. And I just said, I said, but I feel like there's more to it than that. I said, if, if that's all there was, then we would be in trouble. We would really be in trouble. But there's more to it than that. And I said, you know, we have, honestly, we've been, we've been running and going and, and juggling two kids. Juggling kids is hard. I know, it's as difficult as it sounds. Um, and, and we haven't gotten to talk about some of these things. And I said, I just want you to know, I, I, I know and believe that God is, is moving us. He's speaking in. He's giving us his perspective. And he's breathing life about what's ahead. And it, it, it's what you said is true, but there's more to it than that. There's more truth than that. And... Um, and because of that, I just believe there are good things ahead. And God is not done with what he's doing here. And so you guys are invited to be a part of it. And in the coming days and weeks and months, we're, we're, we're going to just continue to listen and say, God, unfold your divine vision for this family, for this community, this expression of your church here in Baltimore. And as long as you have vision for us, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep responding. We're going to keep saying yes. We're going to we're going to let you lead us into the future. Sounds really sci-fi. I hope you guys are with me in that. And I want you to think about that. I want you to pray about that because I believe um, just as he is already, God wants to speak through the whole of this community about what that looks like. And each of you have a part of that. Um, I know we're, we're getting a little bit late here. Can you guys hang with me a few more minutes? Um, if you do, we'll have some food when it's all said and done. How's that sound? Need a bathroom break, need some water. Give you some water. Thanks for that. I want to just talk a minute about what <clears throat> what happens when we get divine vision. Because, you know, how do we know sometimes? God, are you speaking something into this? Is this from you? I believe what happens is we start to see well, let me back up. When God starts to speak divine vision, I think we start to get more clarity on our why. Our why. Why we're doing what we're doing. Why we're here. We get more clarity on those things. And I can say, um, just for me and my family, um, we were away last weekend. It was an awesome trip for us. We went to North Carolina for a conference. I didn't, I had one idea about what God was going to do in that time, and he did something completely different. It's awesome when that happens. (laughs) Um, And one of the things he was really speaking into was a vision for our family. And uh, I shared with you guys Easter Sunday, it's been difficult. It's been challenging. 
it's felt like more days than not we've just been managing our family, not thriving, and um, not really knowing how to fix that, what needs to change. Um, and uh, God just began to speak into that for me. We were just in worship, and, and I was with Jonathan, and we were hanging out at the front because he wanted to be by the stage, which was awesome. He was just like, I want to go to the stage, Daddy. <laughs> I was like, all right, we'll go to the stage. And he didn't move, which, you know, some some people, when they don't move in worship, that means they're not really into it. For Jonathan, when he doesn't move in worship, it means he's totally into it. Because otherwise, he's just all over the place. So, uh, you know, it's different for everybody. But it was beautiful. And God just started speaking into some things for me about our family and and he was just reminding me of the call that he has on our family um, to be together making an impact. And and uh, <laughs> sometimes it's been hard, you know. I just want a babysitter. Like, I'm like, babe, we'll, we'll just sell whatever we need to sell to hire a babysitter. And she's, she's, she won't have it. Um, <laughs> but in moments like this, it's just a, it was a beautiful reminder that God's called us together as a family to make an impact. And and what it did for me, it just revived something in me of like, yes, it's hard sometimes, but God, I, I want to continue to move as a family, um, believing that, God, you want to use every single member of my family um, to reveal who you are. And that you're going to do that wherever we go, as we go. And, and so it's not parents and kids and you're working through us, and you're not working through them, and they're, um, they're, they're actually, God's working through the kids, but in a different way to teach us things like patience and all that. No, like, and, and actually, someone affirmed this. I was sitting on the lawn, and I'm writing down some of these things, just, just hearing God challenge me and, and call my perspective higher for our family, and I'm just writing this stuff down, and and a lady comes by who I knew, but not very well, um, who was a part of, she was there with the Smocks, um, also from Baltimore. And she says, she stops and she says, I, I just wanted to thank you. And I was like, for what? For what? Um, she says, you know, when, when you were out f- up front with Jonathan, with your son, um, I, I just, I was worshiping and I saw that and and she said, God moved so powerfully through that expression of worship. And she said, and it, and it was just this reminder of this moment that she had had with her son way back when he was a baby. And she said, and he even looks like my son. And, and, and she said, I just, it's so ministered to my heart. And I'm just, I'm crying at this point, you know. <laughs> that doesn't take much for me, but um, I was just like, Wow. And I, I, I just felt like God was affirming um, the very thing that he was speaking about to me in that moment. And I said, you're welcome. You know, I really wasn't doing anything, but, but God was. And it was beautiful. And it was just this expression. And God was affirming it right in that moment that, yes, this is what I, I've called you to. And I know it's been difficult as a parent, but, but you're not just here to manage your kids. <clears throat> and I have a call in their life, and I have a call in your life collectively, and, and they're going to encounter me in the same way you are, and together you guys are going to encounter me, and through that people are going to encounter me.
And uh, <clears throat> so how do we know when God is speaking vision? It changes the way we see the very thing that we're already in the middle of. It's not necessarily something new, although it could be something new. Sometimes it's actually just a, a deeper understanding of our why. It gets deeper meaning, deeper significance. And with that, we get an understanding. It, it, it feeds into what we're doing and how we do it. Are you with me? It's not only a deeper understanding of our why, but as we get a deeper understanding of our why, what that actually feeds into is what we're doing and how we do what we do. <clears throat> it's like, it's like, do you realize you could be, I want to pick this up right now. Thanks. Okay. That was a cry for help. <clears throat> Almost there, folks. This last part. I thought it was important, so I want to get I want to get to it. Thanks for hanging in there. <clears throat> it's not only giving understanding and insight to why we're doing what we're doing, but I, I think as God speaks into that, what happens is we start to see what we're doing differently, and then how we do it changes. There's not just something brand new that God is speaking into your life, though it might be. I think oftentimes it's God begins to give you perspective on why you're doing what you're doing, how you're doing what you're doing, and what you're actually doing. Are you with me? And we need that, don't we? We need that. We need that because so often we just kind of get lost in it. So often we, we actually start doing things for the wrong reasons. So often we might actually be doing things at a level that, you know, it's okay. <laughs> but God wants to give you some perspective on that that will transform it. You know what I'm talking about? So that actually when you look at what you're doing and you look back at what you've done, you can say, I don't know how that happened, except God was in it. I, I think that's along the lines of what Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing, so abide in me. We don't believe that sometimes. And so we're like doing what we're doing. We're like, well, I'm doing something <laughs> and it's happening and it looks okay. When in actuality, God's like, I have so much more. I have so much more in mind if you will just let me speak some perspective, some vision into that thing. Because with me, this is, I'm not chastising you. I, I hope this is um, calling you higher, as Derek said. It's like you could be doing groceries, two people bagging groceries, doing groceries. In, in Louisiana, we say making groceries. Um, that's a true story. You could be making groceries, bagging groceries. Two people doing the same job, completely different reasons. Your why matters in that way. And sometimes we're doing what we're doing and we lose sight of it, right? Or we think we have it, but it's God's like, yeah, there's more to it. There's more to it than that. So you could be bagging groceries 
to get the check. That's okay. Or you could be bagging groceries and, and God gives you a perspective about that where he says, you know what, it's more than just you making enough to be able to pay your bills. And in fact, I, I put you there because every single person that you come across is a person that I've made and I want you to bless. Like that could be an example of God breathing divine vision into something so ordinary you wouldn't think twice. You with me? And then all of a sudden, why you're doing what you're doing and what you're actually doing changes. That's how we know that God is speaking into it. He's breathing life into it. So I just want to pray that for us. Pray that for us as a church, and I'm going to invite you guys to be praying into that as well, because I, I do believe that there are some things that are going to change as we move forward and we get more of God's perspective about what the future looks like for our church. I think that's a good thing. I know sometimes change is scary, but I just believe God is going to, we're going to look back um, six months from now, a year from now, and we're going to be like, wow, things look a little different. And it's a good thing because God has breathed some perspective and, and it's begun to change the way we think about why we're doing this. And as a result, it began to change what we're actually doing and how we're doing. All right, so we're going to pray for that. I'm going to pray that for, for us collectively and individually. And I'm excited to hear what, what is to come for you and for us.